The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. This just in, it's news time. Hello, my name is Jay. I am joined today, not by Troy, because he's gallivanting around Leeds, but by Big Tasty. Hello. Anchor on the street. How are we, man? Man in the street, roving reporter. <laughs> roving reporter, Big Tasty. Uh, yeah, I've, I, I totally haven't locked Troy in his bathroom. It's fine, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't usurp you this week, so I, you know, I had to do something to get myself on the news. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Um, it's it's been a busy old week. Ah, what so, are you talking It's been real slow. Nothing's happened. Real slow news week. Um, not not in the slightest. It's it's been fucking mental. It's <laughs> it's like slightly over a week because obviously just uh, commitments and stuff like that. We've not had a chance to do it until now. But a lot of stuff's happened, which we would have probably missed out on had had we have done it on a normal time. So let's just get into it. Um. <clears throat> With some WWE news, so this was a big one, wasn't it? Bray Wyatt was released by WWE in what was told as a budget cut on the 31st of July. So I was at um, an in- I was at an indie show when this happened. Like I walked into an indie show, and my mate showed me his phone, and it literally said Bray Wyatt had been released like before the wrestling yeah. started. It was nuts. I I literally like so I follow WrestleVotes uh, and I get notifications off them on Twitter because whenever they drop something, usually it's fucking huge. And he, he tweeted out like four eyes, like four of the, like, the lion emoji things. And I was like, okay, what the hell is going on here? And then he said straight up, straight after he tweeted out, I wonder if Tony Khan's more of a hate or a heel guy. I was like, fuck off. No <laughs> way. And like literally I put it, I put it in um in like our Discord. And everyone was like, yeah, but WWE haven't announced anything yet. I went, there it is. They've just done it. Like literally ten minutes later, WWE announced that Bray had been released, which is wasn't insane. this when you had to like run into the back and work or something because your phone kept going off? I was in work, yeah, and my phone just started blowing up, and I was like, "What is going on?" Um, and yeah, I had to, I had to like go in the back and just sit down and like. So this is this is what so Simon Miller described this on his show. Um, he basically said he was driving to a show, um, to do a wrestling show, and he had his phone like you know, on the seat next to him. And he had to pull over because it was going off like that much that he thought someone he knew had passed away. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> wild. Yeah. It's, this is probably, like, up until this point, I would have said Alistair Black was the biggest, like, most shocking release WWE have made. Maybe Braun Strowman. This this is, like, next level. This this yeah. is huge. Um, and there's there's a little bit little bit to break down here about about this, so I'll just go go into the first bit, um, and then I'll let you read one because there's a lot to fucking talk about. Um, so Fightful was told that Johnny H made the call and also sent a notification out to shock WWE talent moments before the news broke online that Bray had been released. 
the message that WWE talent received from talent relations also indicated it was a budget cut. The notion of a budget cut immediately surprised those within WWE as Wyatt is known as being a great merch seller whenever he's active. One source indicated that Wyatt was a moneymaker for the company when that's the case. Um, in the hour following the release, they uh, Fightful were told that Wyatt's name was actually brought up during another recent round of cuts and there have been multiple wrestlers that were, that were discussed but ended up being held on to. Um, the Observer reported that Wyatt was slated to return in, in August and can confirm that um, tentative creative plans were in place. Uh, it also, like, literally two days before, been medically cleared, hadn't he, from an injury? Yes, he had um, it. There's a little thing about that uh, for the damage we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, and Feifel has been told also that the creative team have been relayed that Wyatt was getting protective of his character after what was seen as poor creative decisions and ideas thrown his way. Though many members of the team didn't speak to Wyatt di directly and weren't sure if it was hearsay. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, knock Wyatt for being protective of his character when literally he brought two like main events, like top tier gimmicks, into the company and they ruined both of them. Yeah, and whatever he does next is probably going to be again something completely unique, something, something crazy, and something that's going to get people talking and yeah. set the wrestling world on fire. Um, I mean, in a week where AEW literally made Malachi Blackwell like a megastar in four minutes, yeah, it's um, it's it must be quite reassuring for Bray to know that there are not necessarily AEW, but there are other avenues where he can go and, and express himself, probably, you know, to his level of satisfaction. I wouldn't be surprised if he's shown up in like Impact or MLW. I mean, Impact have got a lot of history with um, sort of supernatural sort of off-the-rails sort of stuff, haven't they? With all the hard yeah, bits and bobs have done. and MLW's got a Azteca Underground. Yeah. Dario Cueto bringing in the Fiend. I mean, wherever, wherever he lands, he'll obviously have a much better time with his character than he did in WWE. Yeah, I think I think it's one of those things, isn't it, where Bray's like such a really creative guy. Um, You, you can't like, you, you can't not really you well you, you can't stifle that can you just let well, him do what he's well, doing well, well you can apparently because you can but you just that's chop the thing. You, just you just chop him out of fucking goldberg mate it's fine yeah just let him do what he's doing and it works don't don't overthink it just let him let him loose on the character and just so a little bit more on that uh, as obviously sort of echoing what you said earlier um, in relation to how the talent reacted to so this is like the impact of his release here we're talking now in relation to how the talent took the release, uh, apparently they were told that Wyatt's release was a budget cut. Although um, we don't know if that was specifically cited to Wyatt himself or like other releases. Um, this has created a lot of frustration apparently on the roster because they knew that he wasn't. He was a guy who pulled his weight financially. Basically, um, he was always um, he's a no money. Apparently, twenty individual members of WWE the core of the company, whether it be they, the active roster, be they back rate, backstage staff or other employees, reached out to Fightful and said that they knew that he was a big moneymaker, so they don't really buy this idea that it was a budget-related issue. I mean, when you think of with, with Bray, um, like, when when the Funhouse like, started, they were releasing, like, new shares for Bray weekly. Yeah. But based on, like, one line he'd say or, that, or something, 
and they and they were always top sellers. And his belt, like that belt, was like six hundred dollars, and that sold like really well. And mm. you know, the mask sold well, the glove sold well. Everything yeah. was everything. People, every show you went, every show time you saw a live crowd, they always had Bray gear on. Like there was always Bray Uran, gear on crowds. Uran's got that bloody chalk line jacket, hasn't he? The, yeah, well, that's that's, I mean, that's, that's horrendous, and he bought that. So you know, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. moving, so sort of to, to, to expand on that, the consensus is that basically nobody in the company believes this is a budget cut. Obviously, they cite his popularity and his merch sales uh, amongst reasons why they don't feel that. Um, he was obviously, I said, he was well known as a big mover of merch. Um, when he, every time he was acting, acting performer, basically his shirts were top sellers, all his merch was top selling. And apparently, several other long time, long term stars have said they don't feel like anybody's jobs are safe anymore. If Wyatt can go, yeah. It's, so, I mean, yeah, he's he's a he's a big name. Like, I mean, Bra- Braun, he's a, he was a big name, but at the same time, you could also see that Braun really wasn't doing much. Bray is a guy that people like literally since WrestleMania have been clamoring to see the Fiend back. Yeah, every week it's been and, when's why coming back? Like, why is he not here? Yeah, what's up with him? Where's it? Where's he at? When's and he coming back? This is what happened like last time when he took that like undisclosed there. Uh, like period of time off, but it was like he was a year, was it? And like he show he shown up at like a, a random house show, and then it was like, oh, Bray's coming back anytime now. And then he didn't come back until after WrestleMania. It's 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 one of those things where it's like, well, like clearly there's clearly there's something there. We just it, you just don't know what, do you? No, but it's like this. There's obviously there was obviously something that was keeping him off TV, whether it's whether it's down to like create differences or anything else, um, it's not really our place to kind of guess. But no, and I'm it, sure I'm sure Bray will, will or you know, um, Wyndham, that's his real name, is he, he will share whatever he feels like sharing in due time. Um, yeah, and I, I, has, I, um, I would I, I can't wait to hear whatever he has to say and see whatever yeah. he does next. If he does, you know, whatever he whatever path he chooses going forward, Jericho podcast is going to be fucking fire, isn't as, it? As long as it's right for him, then I'm. You know, I'm really, mm. I'm really glad that he. You know, I just wanted, I just wanted to, to be in a nice place. I know he, he had a really hard time with Brody passing, yeah. and you know that kept him away for a bit. And you know, he's hopefully he's sort of like he can sort his head, not sort his head up, but you know, get himself in a place where he feels happy. And you know, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we touched on it before as well. Uh, Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated reported that. Uh, why it was cleared from an undisclosed physical ailment, which was not concussion related on the 29th of July, uh, so this two days before his release. Uh, Barrasso goes on to report that Wyatt had signed a new deal with WWE in 2020, though the length of the deal is not given and that he does indeed have a 90-day non-complete, non-compete clause. So You'd, you'd assume that would have been a three-year deal? That seems sort of what they hand out nowadays, doesn't it? Mm, depends on the level, but yeah, the, there's sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's five. They don't seem to be doing fives at the moment, do they? With AEW, you know, it was fives were like when AEW was getting going and they wanted to lock everyone down. Yeah, fives are when they were like doing the talent holding, which oof, we'll get onto that. Yeah. Um, one interesting thing of note, and take this with a, a big old grain of salt, is that Bray's non compete clause is up the week before full gear. I mean, who could possibly say? Um, that would be very cool. And knowing AEW, it's something he probably would think about for sure. I think yeah. 
I think, I think, I mean, I don't want to speculate where he's going because obviously he's got 90 days to kind of like stew this over. Um, and Tony Khan famously doesn't contract contact talent until the non-compete closes are up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if, if anything does get put in place, it would have to happen very quickly once the non-compete close expired. Yes. Um, but yeah, definitely an interesting time indeed. Uh, other ramifications of the, the Bray Wyatt extravaganza release. Uh, Andrew Zarian of the Matman Podcast, once again, top top news source who we, we pill for podcast. who we pill for everything from. Um basically said quote that he was hearing a lot of frustration from the networks regarding Bray's release. His uh, he said Bray's release is really disappointing and it's a little a uh, network source sorry said that Bray's release is really disappointing and it's a little scary that top stars are being let go. You have to remember perception is everything. I mean, yeah, like, as I say with Bray, like, The Fiend was pretty much on all the branding. Because yeah. it was WWE's cool new gimmick that they had, where it was like, oh, fuck, that's really different. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, it's it, it's just the, this one, like, as I say, it just baffles me. Uh, this is, this really is I, I, don't, I don't think we've got this down here. Uh, have we got this down? Um, we might have so apologies if I'm jumping out of line here, but this, there was also um, a story that came out yesterday that apparently Fox are a bit iffy with WWE as well about their treatment of John Cena on SmackDown. Oh, I didn't see that. No there's, been, there's been meetings between WWE executives and Fox executives basically to discuss um, basically what the fuck's going on and why they're, why they're not putting Cena on the show properly. Yeah, because he was... Um... He was in the building. He wrestled a dark match, but he wasn't on SmackDown at all this week. Again, I think it's just it's perception. I think Fox are just a little bit concerned that they're maybe not quite getting what they paid for. Well, I, I know another thing that I saw that had come out, which I haven't written down here, was um, that uh, apparently the networks were both concerned with the fact that AW have allegedly signed CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And it's like, why, why, like, WWE aren't asked at all, but it's like, why aren't you asked? Because they're two guys who are no needle movers. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, gonna go the last little bit of Wyatt news yeah, before we move and, on. Yeah. Also, um, that came out this week was that uh, PW Insiders Mike Johnson revealed that Bray Wyatt's partner, Jojo Offerman, was also released from a contract six to eight months ago, quietly. Um, yeah, it was one of them Jeff Jarrett ones, just sort of like quiet out the back door, sort of deals. Yeah. Um, this this is disappointing as well because I mean the time time and wise six to eight months ago was just after Brody had died so that's another thing Bray's got to deal with yeah yeah um, like during a really hard, what I imagine was a really hard time for him yeah probably, um, probably created quite a quite a hostile work environment so much yeah and, and yeah. this is this is the time when he's also got to like pull out all the stops to, like sort of spin up for Mania as well and. Yeah, I mean, they did the whole like, they did the whole like killing Bray off for a bit, didn't they? Um, and they were teasing him returning. Uh, when was it? It was one of the one of the pay per views before Mania, anyway. But yeah, it, it's it's just not nice, is it? Like, it, it's it's if it's so weird, it's like it's like don't really, it sounds it, like it, he's it, had it, a really it, shitty year because of yeah, it seems like they just go for like scorched earth. They can't just like release Bray, they have to release his partner, they have to release, you know, his former teammates. They have to they have to like they can't just like get rid of Bray. They have to get rid of all, like, the entire Wyatt like ecosphere mm-hmm. at once. And like and it's like 
It's, it just seems yeah. like it almost seems vindictive, but I know it's it's probably just business, but it seems like business mm. without any consideration bad, for humanity. Bad business though, if it's like a known needle mover, no yeah. um merch seller. And I th- I saw an interesting thing where someone said um that WWE kind of won variety act, so to speak. So people who can kind of they can be like a main event star, but they can also do like comedy, they can also do like like AJ Styles, for example. He's mm. he can be a top tier main event guy, but at the moment he's like in the tag division, he's a little bit more comedic than he had been previously. Cause he's like um scrappy yeah, but, to almost as Scooby. But in what universe is Bray Wyatt not an asset to the company? Well, yeah, that's true. The WWE universe, mate. Um like he he moves merch, he's super over, he's almost bulletproof in terms of how you can book him. The, the fact that we want Riot, we want Wyatt Chance replaced CM Punk Chance in Chicago yeah, um, on Raw this week as well is like, mental. Like, it makes no sense. He was under contract for more years. It's not like it's not like a case of, oh, he wasn't going to sign a new deal and he was up in six months so we basically just booted him down before we started a new storyline. Like, you could have ran stuff with him. Unless he was like either refusing to work, which I don't think is the case by what you know you, you were reading here. He, he posted something well, a few things actually he posted. Uh, he said something about missing the fans. Um, he, he's very, I mean, he is very cryptic on social media anyway. Yeah. Uh, someone said they missed Wyatt and he like commented saying, I miss you too. Yeah. Um, and then there was uh, the SummerSlam advert. He, he tweeted it and then he commented on the tweet as well. Like, just like a, a gif of him smiling, like, popping through the fun, fun house doors if you were teasing like maybe that's where he's going to return or he's going to have a match on the card um, someone yeah. also he also commented to someone did a, someone did a comment about like his what was his last five fully fun house segment for Wrestlemania yeah after Wrestlemania after Wrestlemania where it was, the, where, it was, where, it was where it was like a cryptic one and it almost seemed as if he was saying goodbye yeah like and he, he actually tweeted on that didn't he a full yeah, he circle comes with just a circle um, like a little circle yeah um so yeah so yeah we don't know um it's just it's i mean it's just throw another one on the pile of WWE missed opportunities really isn't it yeah i mean he's he's already kind of like teasing that he's going to be doing more work with the guys who helped him create the fiend character yeah. uh jason baker and tom savini um obviously jason baker also did the malachi, malachi black video yeah that uh so there's that uh, malachi blacks also spoke about wanting to do some work with wires and they, they apparently they planned out something that they wanted to eventually do in wwe and now obviously never came to fruition um don't, so don't don't let me think about these things so <laughs> hopefully we'll see that in in another universe somewhere well i mean all this very wise it's a little bit depressing so cheer us up let's talk about slapjack so we've got news here that Shane Thorne, top, very talented, you know, incredibly athletic wrestler, Shane Thorne, nice guy, also known as Slapjack. Remember Retribution? Remember that was a thing? Um, so he hasn't wrestled since the Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania. Um, he filmed a SmackDown match in March, and apparently he just got moved to the SmackDown roster. Um, this might come as a surprise to us. It apparently also came as a surprise to Slapjack, who had no idea that he'd been drafted to SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it was only when um, he was placed on the roster sheets and the death charts that other wrestlers noticed his name was there and told him. 
That's insane. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Um, he hasn't actually appeared on Raw or SmackDown or any sort of televised WWE programming since WrestleMania. Uh, he's still listed as Slapjack. Um, obviously, Retribution are well in the mud by now. Uh, he did, however, work a dark match on the 20th of June SmackDown tapings against Karrion Cross. I don't know if he went over. Shane Thorne. He might have. He might have gone over. We don't know. Uh, it's main roster Karrion Cross, so he probably lost. Can um, you can you can you just pretend to be, to be Jeff Hardy? No reason. Um, yeah. And he also went a dark match battle royal on July 16. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's it's almost like shooting fish in a barrel at the moment, just dunking on stupid WWE decisions, but. Yeah, he was he was actually as Shane Thorne, though not Slapjack. Oh, right, okay. So he might have you know, um, Slapjack, so was, was Slapjack, Slapjack was the worst of the of the retribution names. Yes, and he he had the worst like gimmick as well. Yeah. Where he had like the paper plates on his face. Um I went, yeah, I went, I went home has got like the went home was pie man and he's got the pie tray and it's like a mask. Yeah. That that's literally what Slapjack <laughs> was. Um yeah, he um there was a video that came out of that, like that aftermath of that uh, battle royal, which Biggie won for anyone keeping track. And uh, it was all the faces like they were in the finishes on uh, Baron Corbin and Shane Thorne was there as well. <laughs> Shane Thorne is also there. Shane Thorne was also there, like <laughs> celebrating the baby face. Like, oh, okay. Baby face now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird they wouldn't tell, tell him. Um, I know I saw on. Um, Another thing, another thing, sort of related to this one. WWE not telling people stuff um, is that friend of the podcast, uh, Levi Cooper, aka Tucker, appeared on um, the uh, Cultaholic Straight to Hell show, um, and he, he was saying that when like the event he turned on at Otis was it wasn't Survivor Series, was it? Was telling himself. Was telling himself. That event, he was told he wasn't on the show. Went and went to play golf and then got a call where they were like, "We need you on the show. Why aren't you here?" <laughs> and he's like, "You told me I wasn't on the show." Please tell <laughs> me he just chonged a massive blunt as well. I hope so. <laughs> top top guy, friend of the podcast, Levi Cooper, absolute um, living legend, and apparently top FIFA player. Yeah, he beat Troy at FIFA, didn't he? Yeah. Um, not, that, not that that's hard. <laughs> no. Um, I've yeah, so, people once. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, Slapjack. Yeah, you might pop on SmackDown at some point. We don't know. He doesn't know. Nobody knows. No one knows. <laughs> um, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, moving on uh, to another release, which again, this comes quite a surprise, but not too big one. Uh, but it is very big name again. Fightful and Wrestling jointly reported that um, Ric Flair obtained his WWE release and it was granted by the company. Well, he asked for um, it and it was granted. Yeah. He requested um, it. He actually, he himself requested it. Yeah. Uh, WWE sources have indicated the flag grew frustrated with certain booking decisions on the show and contacted Vince directly about it to voice his issues and ask for his release. Uh, he hadn't been on WWE programming for quite some time. Most recently was in the Lacey Evans storyline, which Flair himself spoke about his disdain for. Um, I mean, I just feel sorry for Lacey Evans' unborn child growing up without a dad. Yeah. I mean... Rick Flair has also said since that um, he's planning on launching his own wine, which sounds Type. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Would it be called so, yeah. Woo Wine? Woo Wine. <laughs> I'd buy that. <laughs> Get crunk on some Woo Wine. Space, space Merlot. 
<laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that got me. Um, <laughs> take a ride, mate. Take a ride. Woo! Uh, yeah, this was so... I'll say it's because of Space Mulder. First question here. Do you think when Ric Flair calls Vince, he picks straight up? I think so. I think... There's I, think few... I think Flair is one of the few people who Vince picks up the phone to straight away. Yeah, he's he's one of those people that Vince seems to have like a lot of respect for the fact that he like we'd literally wheel Flair out all the time just to fucking do shit. I mean, literally wheel him out in some, in some cases. Yeah, but yeah, the, the fact that the fact that he's basically like he'll bring Flair back for just anything. I I think I think he's one of the guys that Vince really does like kind of see a lot of a lot in, which is yeah. weird because he was never like a Vince guy. No. I, I always associate Flair more with, with the big leagues anyway, WCW, obviously. Yeah. And he, even like, he, even you look back at like when Flair was actually like wrestling for WWE, like in the 90s, he was only there for like a year. Yeah. He did a lot, but he was only there for a year. I mean, fair play to Flair for getting out if he's not happy as well. Um, yeah. And there's a bit more about Flair we'll get to in a bit. Um, there's another, there's a little, um, a little coda to the story that might, uh, that might make some sense of it. Um, going to be interesting watching Charlotte with all those tables in it. I think if there's one person who's definitely, <laughs> definitely protected by that, is she immune to that? Is she not getting the Lana treatment? She ain't getting the Lana treatment. Uh, and yeah, a fair play to Flair because that Lacey Evans angle was dog shit and it didn't do anyone any favors. Yeah. Um. It really didn't. Uh, yeah, and fair, that fair play to Rick, as we said. Yeah. Getting out of that. Be interested to see if, I mean, you get the feeling he's not done. Like, I think Rick Flair is one of those guys who's never done. Yeah, I I, I do think he's going to pop up somewhere else. I don't know where, but. I don't, I don't think Rick Flair knows how to not work in wrestling. Yeah, that's it. And, he, I think, and he's one of those guys. He will. He will. He, he said it himself. He said it himself multiple times. He wants to die in the ring. Mm. Not like not morbidly. He just wants to. He wants to just be in the ring when it's his time. And he doesn't want to like, you know, get himself murdered. He always wants to literally naturally just. He wants to be in the ring till his dying day. Yeah. He wants to be in the business. I, I, um, was it Shawn Michaels on the um, on the ESPN documentary when he said that he thinks um, he doesn't think Richard Flair's ever met Ric Flair. He doesn't think Ric Flair knows how to not be Ric Flair. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's lived that character for like fifty years, and like I don't think he yeah. can. I don't think he can turn it off anymore. That's it. That's it. He's. It, it's it's like it's almost like Vince becoming like the Mister McMahon character. Yeah. Like he, he literally went from being Vince McMahon commentator and businessman to the Vince McMahon character, or the Mister McMahon character, and it's like. It's almost like the crazy old bastard blared the lines to the point that he doesn't know anymore. It's similar with Flair. Yeah. Uh, right, moving on um, to the last little bit of main roster news. Um, WrestleVotes apparently have um, tweeted that they have a source that says that SummerSlam is still planned to be happening at the Allegiant Stadium and is so that's basically the plans are still on track. The event is literally just over two weeks away. It's on Saturday the 21st of August. So actually two weeks yesterday as of this recording. Uh, and at this very moment, everything remains on track. Obviously, there are sort of <clears throat> creeping COVID numbers across most of the US now. Uh, Florida in particular is real bad, I think. Um, I don't know yeah. what... It's Vegas, they're doing some of them, isn't it? So I don't know what Vegas Vegas, is. yeah. Like, at the moment, really. Um, I mean, it's a tourism hotspot, so you'd imagine that numbers will be going up there at some point in some capacity. 
Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're basically kind of that weekend as well. They've got SummerSlam and um, a boxing match as well. And isn't Manny Pacquiao. Yes, I want to say. Um, so, yeah, the Legion Stadium have st- uh, since announced a mask mandate, apparently, where all attendees must wear a mask at all times. Oh, there's going to be murder over that, isn't That's, it? I mean, I feel my heart goes out to all of the stewards who'll be working on events. Because mm-hmm. that, is, that is going to be a shit show to, to police. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I really um, feel, I feel sorry for anybody who has to be paid, like, fuck all money to, to deal with that abuse. Yeah. Bad enough trying to get people to fucking wear one in the supermarket, mate, let alone. Yeah. Or on public transport, let alone in a fucking arena full yeah. of people. Yeah, for a four-hour pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, should, should we uh, go on to the, the other, the other like, sort of little bit of news that we've got here from NXT? Should we go to the, I mean, there's not much for NXT, so we'll just breeze through it, mate, yeah. No. There's only, like, one thing, isn't there? Um, so, yeah. A major WWE contract expired recently in that former NXT champion, Adam Cole, baby, um, literal ghost. Um, Wrestling Inc. has reported that Cole's deal uh, is up after SummerSlam and after he'd signed an extension um, following the Great American Bash. Uh, yeah, so his, his contract was initially up after American Bash, his, wasn't it? His contract expired after the Great American Bash, which coincidentally he won on uh, that show. Was that the O'Reilly post um, um, anyway, Cole O'Reilly to you. The, um, just a standard wrestling match one. Oh, right, yeah. Um, so the Young Sanction match they did first because it's still be and they do everything backwards. Um, uh, yeah, so Fightful added uh, there was an assumption internally that Cole's WWE contract expired in December, but WWE sources have reached out and note that they became aware that the deal was actually up in early July, which came as a surprise to many at the top of the company as they'd only realised shortly before the expiration of his deal. They need to, despite, I mean, didn't they sack the contract guy over this and the Malachi Black thing? Well, we'll get, we'll get to that. That's, that's in the news. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this, despite that, uh, Fightful told that um, Adam Cole expressed to WWE that he was willing to work through SummerSlam weekend and reevaluate things. WWE sources put over Cole for being open to do that as opposed to just appearing on another programme without any notice by WWE. Um, we were not t- we're not told if it was in a verbal agreement or he'd signed an actual extension. Um, and there was one word within WWE that called actually signed a new deal when the USA agreement came to uh, came to be, but that was not the case despite the internal rumors. Um, Fightful are also told that uh, there was significant frustration and heat within the company that came to came so close to the wire. But WWE sources again put over Cole for being very easy to deal with. Uh, he did a similar thing with Ring of Honor, didn't he? Like, um, uh, yes, he uh, he worked like basically without a contract just to f- make sure he finished off his like sort of storyline. Yeah, and respect to him, he seems like a, like you say it's just here. He seems like a really chill guy, and he's like, he, you know, he's just like you said. There's no drama here, is there? It's just like Cole's just going with the flow, basically, which seems really he, nice. He seems like he doesn't want to burn any bridges, and he he wants to be like a consummate professional, which is nice because. A lot of, lot, of, lot, of, lot of scumbags in this industry and for, for someone to actually... Act. Yeah, and, and also, like, he's well within his rights. To, like, he could, he, could, he could have literally shown up on AEW. Yeah. Like, the day after that. And just, like, laid out Kenny or something and everyone would have lost the shit. Oh, because um, he's a fucking ghost, mate. He's dead. Exactly. 
Um, so yeah, so Fightful Select has added, um, much has been made of Adam Cole's contract situation with the company, most including Cole withhold. I'd hope to keep the situation quiet and it seemed like there was an understanding that it'd be best if it was kept close to their best. Others, when finding out the situation, argued that the possible expiry of the deal should be publicised considering the competitive nature of the wrestling world. Uh, by the end of July, word had spread that Cole's new agreement was set to run through SummerSlam. We can confirm that Cole has not formally been offered a full-on new contract by WWE as of yet, but we're told it's obviously planned by a person of influence within WWE. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this story is like, there's been like numerous breaking it, bits of the story. So this yeah. story is like sort of updated itself in real time. So um, there's been, there's been further developments to this, to, to where we are. Yeah. We've, I basically was just adding stuff adding whatever Fightful Select were putting chronologically so we can kind of run down how the events played out. Um, one, thing, one thing we've not got here, and we all, I'll bring it up, because it, it got sort of brought up dismissed very quickly, there was initially talk that AEW had offered Adam Cole a contract. But yeah. that, was, that was very quickly debunked. Uh, obviously, Tony Khan, again, does not do business with people under contract on open peak closes. Yeah, I mean, Adam Cole wasn't under contract, so he could have. Yeah, he was he was actually within his rights to have done that. But uh, apparently, it's been confirmed that at, at this, I mean, there is doubtlessly interest, but um, there has been no offer to Adam Cole made over officially. Yet, it, I mean, he's already he's already like done a done a job in AEW, hasn't he? He's, he's, already, he's already he's already zero and one to Brody Junior. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So they uh, fight ladder um, that he. Um, They've learned more about the situation, which led to which led to where the two sides are now. Uh, upon learning Cole's deals up, WWE gained a verbal agreement with Cole. And I'm told shortly after they did actually sign a short extension to through SummerSlam weekend. Uh, until this, there was no conf- confirmation he'd put pen to paper on the extension. So it is um, a, it is like an official written signed. It is not, this this isn't a handshake deal. He has signed an actual yeah. written agreement to work till SummerSlam. It, yeah. it, it is now. Yeah. Um, I, I imagine he's probably gonna lose to Kyle Riley at takeover and then resurrect in AEW. Um, that's what I want anyway. <laughs> and that, uh, the sources that Fightful has spoken to have said that Adam Cole maintains a positive relationship with those at the top of NXT, and there's a lot of mutual respect there. I mean, he's been like the main guy in the company for like three years, hasn't he? he so he, he's literally the second coming of Shawn Michaels. Yeah, like he's 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 fine. Sure, Mike. Like that's the thing, though, as well. Like um, I saw on Twitter, um, who was, I think it was David Bixenspan, a, a tweet about it, saying it'll be interesting if Adam Cole does leave WWE, um, to see like what his matches are like when they're not overproduced by Shawn Michaels, because yeah. you can see Shawn Michaels kind of living vicariously through Adam <laughs> Cole with the way he's produced the matches, making him do Shawn Michaels things. Yeah. Exactly. Can you just skin the cat like all the time, please? That'd be great. Then yeah. <laughs> you win with the super kick. Everyone's happy. Send the crowd home. <laughs> um, so, obviously, talking about the, the sort of contract snafu earlier and then thinking that Cole's contract ran for December, coupled with the, the Malachi Black and non compete debacle we had um, the other week, um, it's also apparently been becoming apparent that Canyon Seaman. I don't want to say semen. Oh, Jesus. Um, he was released from his position as talent, in talent relations 
this week, and the timing of the departure is very interesting. Brian Alvarez commented on the situation during Wrestling Observer Live, provides some insight. His quote, it is strongly believed that this is where it stems from, talking about the Adam Cole situation. Pretty sure the reason he was released was that this Adam was this Adam Cole contract situation here. Obviously, Brian Alvarez is quite well connected. Um well, there's been some there's been some like contract flubs. Should we say in WWE over the last sort of couple of weeks? I've said the Malachi Black and Peace. Now the Adam Cole. I mean, how can you how can you think a guy's contract running to December when it's actually expired like a week prior? Prior. Yeah, at least with the Malachi Black thing, like that was just that was literally just down to them. Um, like when they were like panicking and rushing people onto the main roster to try and make yeah. WWE more interesting because the fans were like shitting all over it. But how do you not have a spreadsheet Remember, with everyone? You're in control now, fans. But how, how do you have how do you not have a spreadsheet with everyone's contract information on it when, when it runs out? If you're a multi-million dollar company. I mean, this is just WWE's carny roots showing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like they, they are still carnies after all, mate. Um, and then we've got some exciting breaking, well, not breaking, but like very up-to-date yeah, developments so in this after, situation. After all this, um Fightful of released a thing on Friday afternoon saying WWE sources have indicated that Cole is scheduled to be backstage at tonight's episode of SmackDown for what is believed what is being called a high level meeting with Vince McMahon. Um Fightful learned a couple of hours before SmackDown Cole was taken directly to McMahon's office um in something that was said to have appeared a high priority to Vince himself. One source high up in WWE said they had heard the meeting went well. Vince seemed to have taken a liking to Adam Cole on a personal level. Uh, people backstage at SmackDown said Cole was not around during the show. WWE had hope, originally hoped to bring Cole in the Friday before to SmackDown in Minnesota, but switched it to the following week to, in Tampa for logistical reasons, obviously, because Cole lives in Florida. Um, and Fightful has been informed that there have been pitches for Cole on both Raw and SmackDown over the last week if he were to re-sign with WWE sources telling us that it was communicated to Cole he is wanted on the main roster. Interesting to note, though, coming out of this meeting, no contract has been signed. I don't know if a contract was offered or not, but... Yeah, it's it seems like they're probably going to be like hashing it out over SummerSlam weekend, I guess. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like they pitched this to him now as a way I mean, to kind of... I mean, this is like... This is like the... Um, what do you mean? This is like Red Alert now. This is like, this is like throwing all the all the shit at the wall like Vince like a lot of wrestlers have spoken about like these one-on-one meetings with Vince where he, he gets very invested and he promises the earth mm. and they come out of it feeling incredibly energised like Keith Lee in particular I remember him coming out saying he was going to dismantle the business Malachi Black Malachi same Black on the Jericho podcast again said the same thing like you come out with a meeting with Vince feeling like you can run yeah. through a brick wall you know yeah saying say, <laughs> Vince was like so invested in the character and then see ya yeah, so hopefully, uh, I mean, I don't, I, 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 it's, it's from a personal perspective. I'm not gonna. I, I, I've always said I will never get angry for anyone signing a contract with anyone. You know, you've got to, you've got to take care of yourself. You've got to take care of your family. You've got to take care of, you know, your finances and your career, and that's completely up to the wrestlers. Yeah. From a, from a personal perspective, would I love Adam Cole to sign AEW and have banger matches with everyone? Yes, I would love it. If Adam Cole oh. wants to, if Adam Cole wants to stay in WWE, maybe he wants to run the main roster. I don't know. If imagine, that's imagine, imagine power couple Adam Cole and Britt Baker in <laughs> AEW. But if he Go wants, if, if he wants to stay on WWE and, and have a, a run on SmackDown overall, and that, if that's his dream, then. Go for it, mate. Have a great time. Um, and yeah. 
you know, he's never not going to be able to get a job in AW, is he? Let's face it. Oh, no. He's he's best friends with, like, loads of the EVPs. He seems very well-liked by everybody. So if this, if, if this is his moment to, to <laughs> yeah. sort of seize his popularity and, and push himself to the main roster and have that chance and take that chance, then fair play. Take it. Yeah. He, he's... It's one of those things, like, obviously, there's the thing that's come out this morning that we didn't put down that uh, WWE have said they don't want any midgets in wrestling. And they, they, use, they, they, they use that exact word as well. That's a quote from, yes. the, art, from, the, from the meeting. Yes. Uh, Adam Cole is not the tallest guy. Um, no. I mean, you, you've just got to look at WWE in the mid-90s when they had Shawn Michaels on top, and it's a similar sort of thing. And I think they're not that. there's not that much difference in height. You know, and, um, you know, this is Vince, again, forgetting that, you know, at the start of the Attitude Era, it was literally guys on the six foot that saved the company. Yeah, during the steroid scandal, like, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels put the company on the back. They were two guys who weren't the biggest guys. Yeah. Um, and then Austin came in and, you know. Yeah, Austin wasn't, wasn't like, the biggest guy, was he? So, yeah, we'll see We'll see where this all plays out. I mean, we, we, can, we can do nothing but watch and wait and see what happens. And this is, it, this is fascinating because nothing has ever played out this publicly before in terms of contract negotiations and delivery. It's always it's always been very professionally done, very in-house. This is the first time we're really seeing like the the sort of blood and guts of the whole process. Yeah, there's been a few like NXT ones where they've kind of like people have said, oh yeah, my contract's up. Like I remember uh, last year, I think it was Drew Gulak, where they actually let his contract expire. Yeah. And then he ended up re-signing, and that seems to have worked well for him. And they sacked him straight away. But hey, what are you going to do? Um, are you still there? He, oh, yeah, he's still there, sorry, yeah. Oh, yeah, but I mean, he might as well not. He's, he's, doing, he's doing a bit more, like, training stuff now, I think. He was he was running a, he was running a fat camp, wasn't he? He was. He well, surely that's all of the, um, the NXT contract news that we have for this week. It's got, it's got to be, hasn't it? Um, uh, you'd think that, but no. Adam Cole is not the only person whose NXT deal is set to expire soon. Fight for Select again. Top. I mean, can we get? Can we like? I know he's not British. Can we knight Sean Rossa? I I think we should because he's services. He's... To, can we just like get rid of like one of the shit ones? Like I don't know. Got Sean Rossap's like been working fucking overtime this week. Get him in front of the Queen. Get that sword on his shoulder. Yeah. Get him knighted, Sir Sean Rossa. Um, he's he's. Been putting, Sarah Rossap. Sarah Rossap. He's been putting the fucking work in this week. Um, he's learned that Pete Dunne's NXT contract is apparently also up soon. <laughs> Again, with one source claiming after SummerSlam. Uh, although this hasn't been confirmed with Dunne or WWE as of yet, Fifle has apparently heard the situation was, quote, similar to that of Adam Cole's, but have not been given any additional details besides that his contract is in fact coming up soon. We haven't been told if it's already expired and he's working an extension or whether this is his actual main contract, so there's no there's no clarification there. He still, obviously, he still remains on the contract. We don't know whether that's an extension like, like Cole signed or whether that is, you know, his, his natural sort of signed contract. Um, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> Um, I have no idea. WWE seems to be in a really fucking weird position right now. That they're letting guys' contracts expire, that the guys that you'd think would be like... Well, I mean, Pete Dunne and Adam Cole are two guys who could be top guys in any company. Yeah. Again. Pete Dunne. The... Uh, I said this two years ago. Pete Dunne, I still think, well, maybe less of it now, I still think Pete Dunne could be the first ever English world champion. Yeah, I don't know. With the whole, like, size thing, it's... I don't know. But... We'll see. Um, 
But yeah, it's it's very interesting like this because I mean, if Pete Dunne's contract's coming up, I wonder what that would mean for guys like uh, Mustache Mountain. Um, who else was in the first tournament? Wolfgang was. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think I think for this, you can sort of NFT UK. You can sort of isolate into like its own pocket universe where like the rules maybe don't apply. Yeah, it's, unless it's... unless Pete Dunne signed like a new deal when he moved to NXT. Yeah, because he is firmly like an NXT US talent now. Yeah, yeah, he's he's moved over there. Um, yeah, it, it's very interesting this one. Um, I I honestly have no idea what's going on. I I think there's less chance of Dunn making the jump over to AW. I mean, he, I don't think he, I don't know I don't I don't know much about his personal, but I wouldn't assume he has the same sort of connections I, that Adam Cole has with AW. Um. I mean, he's he's certainly worked with like guys like Kenny in the books before. Yeah, but I, I just I just don't know if I think I think it's one of those things where there's enough people within AW that if if Pete Dunne became a free agent, they could they could probably there'd probably be somebody who'd have his, his contact details to go. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gar- I guarantee you, someone in the locker room's got his phone number. Yeah. But I mean, and I also guarantee that if you answer the if you if you ask the objective question, would Pete Dunne be a valuable addition to the AW roster? And the answer is undoubtedly yes. Yeah. And would he provide Would he provide value in good matches and you know a good character in AW? Absolutely. Um, would he be worth picking up? Absolutely. But it's just a case of whether he slips through the cracks because of like he doesn't quite know the right people. I mean, AW is very, it's very open for in a lot of ways, but it's also every, when you talk to anyone about. Like how they ended up in AW, it's always through knowing someone or through like having a connection somewhere. Yeah, Pete, I mean, Pete Dunn's worked for PWG, so Excalibur will absolutely have his phone number. Oh, there you go, Excalibur was marked. If Excalibur marks out for him, then it's, it's all it's all good. Pete, Pete, Pete Dunn was in the uh, was in the very famous PWG spot of the uh, former Blagger's ass. I think I think don't quote me on this. He might have been in King of Trios' lunch car. He was uh, no. No, I think it was um, Mustache oh, Mountain. And I, know, Maloney. I, know, I know Mustache Mountain have been. So I'm yeah, pretty sure it was Mustache Mountain and Dan Maloney. Driller uh, Dan Maloney. Yeah, but it was listed as very strong style. He's come back um, to the old Dan Maloney. Can't wait. Oh yeah, he's in the TNT tournament, isn't he? and he's wrestling again at the next pay view, uh, at the next event. Sorry, so. he's a good wrestler. He is very good. Uh, very good. He's, ver- he's deceptively young as well. He's only twenty-four, isn't he? Bastard. Um, so yeah, so that's surely all the NXT news for the week. But wait, there's more. Um, so not only have we got contracts expiring, but also during SmackDown, um, there was multiple talent released, and this is quite shocking because there's some some of the names here, uh, people that were like prominently used on NXT. So one of them was a champion literally a month ago. Um, so I'm just going to get into it. So Bronson Reed, former North American champion, literally he was talked about being brought up to the main roster like three weeks ago. Uh, Bobby Fish, who was just returned from an injury, um, feuding with Roderick Strong. Leon Ruff, another former uh, North American champion. Tyler Rust, who's just debuted as part of the Diamond Mine faction, like literally again a couple of weeks back. Uh, Jake Atlas, Mercedes Martinez, Asher Hale, Giant Zangia, uh, Zechariah Smith, Kona Reeves, Ari Sterling, and Desmond Troy were all released during SmackDown on Friday night, as well as Stephen A. Smith, who was a referee. Who was a referee. 
Um, they all have 30 day non compete clauses. Again, uh, still on contracts, so. Yeah, I, I, I mean, out of out of those, uh, Tyler Rust was a big surprise because obviously Diamond Mine is something that they've invested a lot of time into. Yeah. Bronson Reed, I am genuinely shocked that they released him because he seemed like a perfect fit to go to the main roster and like tear it up. Um, so I think, like, what what the fuck is this? What, just what? Just just what? <laughs> like, I mean, remember when well, like remember when Vince went to the performance center like two months ago and everything was great? Yeah, well, um, I, I'll. Uh, get into that now because there is a little bit of an update on this as well so, um, as part before, before we get into that the best comment I read about this was someone likened someone basically likened Vince hitting the phone center with um, with Johnny Ace a few weeks back to, as to um, somebody picking a lobster up a tank before they ate it yeah yeah that's basically what it was uh, so yeah Fightful added um, NXT released over a dozen refs, wrestlers Friday in a regular yet shocking move Fightful has inquired about the releases of to high level WWE officials, of which one spoke under the condition of an anonymity. Anonymity. That's the one. That's the one. Thanks, mate. Um, the official noted to us that in 2018, the company has ent- entered a talent-stashing mode with uh, with what everyone assumed were honest intentions. Fightful was told that many pitches involved collecting talent, developing performance centers worldwide, and supplementing each performance center with native and international talent with some traveling between global te- territories, kind of like what they do with NXT UK. Um, within a year that the source told us they could see the brakes being pumped on that and talent being parked with an enhanced focus going to launch in NXT on USA. Once that happened, the pandemic occurred shortly after and everything came to a screeching halt. The official both expressed extreme frustration coupled with, ex- with explaining the line of thinking from a corporate aspect despite the out, outward f- frustration that its business line of thinking is privately put forth within the company, even to Fightful by several. When asked about, um, when asking the source who the releases fall on, they noted that Vince McMahon can personally push a stop to any of these, but the calls are a collaborative effort. The source confirmed that WWE releases are going to be a regular occurrence mo- moving forward, but says that they personally expect 2021 to be an outlier with both their frequency and the level of talent. They also stated to their recollection mass releases hadn't been a discussion or concern within WWE for nearly four years between the summer of 2016 and the start of 2020. So, did you know that up to the start of August, if you averaged out all of the WWE releases, it works out at 12 and a half wrestlers per calendar month in 2021? Jesus. I know, I know um, since uh, Sean Ross sat and uh, Denise Salcedo both uh, of Fightful um, put a tweet out um, literally with like a list of everyone who's been released and it was over 100 wrestlers. That's since the start of 2020, yeah. That's since that's since uh, last year, yes. That's, um, I mean, we, we were taught, there was a lot of talk about it, wasn't there, when AEW was starting and WWE were just signing everybody and it was like, what the hell are they doing? Why are they... Why are they like trying to like hoard all this talent? And it's it's one of those things where it, it almost feels like them releasing them all this frequently is gonna end up flooding the market. Um I mean obviously there's a there's a lot of guys like Malachi Black, for example, who 
straight off the bat, you're like, all right, yeah, he's going to be fine. But for everyone like that, there's someone like, like one or two of those names there are literally like just developmental talents. Like they had, they hadn't really done a lot. Yeah, um, I mean, um, this line, this like, this like block for some reason, this this block of releases seems like especially harrowing. So you've got like people yeah. like people like Mercedes Martinez, who it's now become apparent they literally decided to, to keep her away from AW. Well, she she literally shown up in AW as the wild card, didn't she? Yeah, and then they signed, and, then, and, the straight and then WWE obviously she, she always said that it was her dream to, to get to WWE, and then they used that. They exploited that to sign her to keep her away from AW. Mm. They did fuck all with her. They put her in a horrible faction. They sent her back down to NXT at her request. Did nothing with her, and then they released her. Um, yeah, she had a banging match with Rhea. Yeah, a banging cage match with Rhea. Really. Uh, you see, you got guys like uh, Bronson Reed. Like three months ago, he was uh, he had a, he was a champion. In three months. He only, ago. He, he only lost that belt a month ago. Yeah, and everyone said, "Oh, he's dropping the belt so he can go to the main roster." Yeah, and no, he's just gone. He literally like when Cross was doing his um. When, when Cross was doing like his tryouts, he, like for the main roster, Bronson Reed was the other other name. Yeah, he's shown up on fucking main events. He had a match on main event as the NXT North American. Leon Ruff, they brought him straight in and put the belt on him straight away. Yeah, and he's an excellent wrestler, really entertaining. Yeah, uh, Jake Atlas was a guy who um, was signed personally by Stephanie McMahon on the episode of Undercover Boss that she did. Um, where he said he wanted to be the first ever openly gay WWE champion. Yeah. Is he and the guy literally... is he the guy who well prime so when I mentioned they can sign him, so it's fine. Well yeah, I was gonna say like literally they they put a little bit of a focus on him Pride Month and then they fucked him off. Yeah. Um is he the guy who like still had a match to her after he got released? I know someone um, had a match someone had a match on two oh five live and they'd literally No, filmed, it was Harry they, he literally tweeted about it promoting it like fifteen minutes yeah. before it was announced he'd been released. Yeah, Ari Sterling and Asha Hale were both on uh, Two or Five Live this week. Um, and yeah, Ari Sterling, uh, formerly and now again, Alex Zane, very, very, very um, exciting talent. Uh, yeah. Asha Hale um, was oh, fuck, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but he was he was an evolve. He's very good as well. I mean, um, without without getting too without getting too negative about it, this is this is the end of NXT as we know it, isn't it? Well, there's there's a lot of talk that um, nothing was confirmed, but a lot of talk that like NXT is getting rebranded, um, a bit more into like a developmental brand, and they're gonna they're gonna take some of the bigger names off and put them on main roster. Bring it back, mate. Wild and young. <laughs> can't wait to yeah. see can't wait to see Parker Bo, though fucking carrying a keg around the ring and then chucking a fucking soda. Uh, I I think they they literally referred to. Referred to it as the Curtis Axel era of NXT is what because, they're going by because that's what that's what the fans are clamoring for. Is this like? Is this so? Is this well, like? It's a, weird, isn't it? Is this like? Is this like, 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 love like fucking hate NXT? Is this like punishment for losing to AW? I have no idea. I mean, I I couldn't tell you. Like, is this like because they they shot it, the shot basically, didn't they? And you know, it boggles the mind. Is what it is. It's just. I mean, this. So this hit. This hit like, at like two AM UK time on Friday night. It it was literally during SmackDown, like yeah. the, the second hour of SmackDown. They started releasing people. I mean, you can just. I mean, there's been all sorts of jokes on the internet, like about the Adam Cole meeting, and like, did they just like, like when Adam Cole's asking for his money, are they like, 
I want this much. And they just bring in Bobby Fish. Like, right, Bobby Fish is fired. You're not having it. Like, what else? What do you want? Drop your offer. Like, no. Okay, bring in Bronson Reed. He's fired. You know, and it's just like, like how how can you how can you on one hand tell Adam Cole that you know you're into him and you want to promote him to the main roster and put him in this like give this focus story, while literally at the exact same time you're releasing one of his mates. Yeah. Like, why Why would anyone want to re-sign with that company, like, when it's that cutthroat? Well, to- uh, Tony Deppen has been a friend of the podcast, a friend of the brewery. It's been, very, it's been very vocal on Twitter about this. Yeah, well, because, like, a few of the guys there were his mates. Yeah. He, he, he said, like, I think his actual well, tweet was, I don't often comment on WWE releases, but fuck WWE, was his, like, actual initial tweet here. Yeah. And then, obviously, a couple of people started asking him, like, would he sign? for NXT and he was like no I'm not going to move my family halfway across the country to get sacked six months later well that's the thing isn't it like Ari Ari Sterling was one definitely um, just looking at who else was in that list again uh, Tyler Rust as well and um, I think Asher Hale like they've literally like been signed within the last like like 12 months yeah same with it uh, August August Gray, aka Anthony Green, who got released last month. He he'd literally been signed for about six months. There are people who've signed yeah in January who are now being released. Yeah, and these people, like you said, and oh, okay, admittedly, fair play. WWE doesn't owe anybody a living, and I understand that it's you know it's a company, but no, but, but you offer someone a three, four, five year contract with the condition that they move across a fucking country to come and work for you. I think you have a, a little bit of social responsibility there to to, to at least get on the terms of that contract. Yeah, like they didn't even give them a chance to like find the feet. That's what's really annoying about this. It's like some of these guys, like they've they've had matches on NXT and they've been very entertaining matches, but they've not had a chance to really do anything with it. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, but yeah, so there's been, there's been like, as we sort of touched on before, there's been even more breaking news on this, and like rumors that sort of WWE want to go back to, like you say, that sort of pun me more developmental, um, put, put like side of NXT. Yeah, and they want to um, they want to go back to like bigger guys, like you said. They, they no one, that. no one over thirty was another. Thing no one over thirty. Up. No one under six foot. No, what they would term you know small people using a, a slightly but, more. The the thing the thing with that is as well a lot of these guys get established by doing the doing the rounds on the indies or yeah like making a splash in impact making a splash in ring of honor making a splash in aw making a splash in mlw it, it it's not it, it's it's easy for them to go oh yeah we want to sign these people who are young like and one one of the names that's been thrown around a lot is Gable Stevenson, who's obviously, I think he won the gold medal yeah. in wrestling. Um, and he's like, he's literally like Brock, Brock's training partner. His brother's already signed to WWE. He's probably going to get like a Kurt Angle deal. Yeah. Um, and he, and those, he, he spoke specifically about saying the only place he'd want to wrestle would be WWE. He's a big WWE fan. Yeah. And he's very good friends with Paul Heyman. So yeah. he's probably going to end up getting brought in. Um, and he, uh, as I say, he's probably going to demand a very, very high price tag. 
so that you you could make the argument well maybe that's part of why they're doing this but at the same time it's like there's no guarantee it's going to work I mean he probably will because he's like he is literally like the next Brock Lesnar he's like a freak athlete and he's ridiculously talented yeah, but there's, the there's, there's a lot. Of them, there's a lot of talk within within the company. Like someone said that they don't want to bring in guys who have been working in the Indies for, t- working in the Indies for ten years and built up this like reputation, and then having to bring them in and teach them how to unlearn the indie style and learn the WWE style. And it's just it's just so arrogant. It's like they just want to homogenize. Yeah, he's like this great talent. Like imagine saying we don't want to sign these top indie guys because I mean, we don't we don't like what they do. Well, well, then why the fuck do you want to sign them if you don't like the way they just, wrestle? You've just got to take a look at like a guy like Ricochet and that half the shit that he's capable of doing, they don't let him do. As I said, I said, I said we really enjoyed it, the, uh, the, the Ross McNamara the other week. Ricochet and John Morrison had a fucking force camp anyway match on Raw mm. and no one gave a fuck. And yeah. that would have main evented like a season of Lucha Underground. That did main event a season of Lucha Underground. <laughs> you know, so how, the, how do you fuck that up in like three years? How do you say, how, how it, do you it, how how do you fifty fifty book and water down and homogenize and make all these incredible performers just like so boilerplate and so run of the mill that like you just can't care about them? Like how do you how do you make how do you destroy somebody so many people so quickly? Yeah, I mean you've just got to look at a guy like Shinsuke Nakamura, who was a fucking mega star in Japan. Yeah. And then they, they bring him over and they just have him just water him down to the point where it's like his first match against Sami Zayn, one of the best matches I've ever seen. How do you take yeah. how do you take Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and make it something I don't want to see anymore? Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's... <laughs> you know, how do you how do you turn and... how do you turn Philip Steak into dog food? And on the on the inverse of that as well, like you've just got to look at guys who have left and then gone on to do amazing things, like John Moxley, like Malachi Black's already like literally setting the world on fire. I I was wearing my Malachi Black shirt when I went to that beer festival on Friday, and yeah. I got stopped so many fucking times by people going, "Did you see it?" And not even like, a, and not even yeah. AW, like look at like Juice Robinson, look at Sammy yeah. Callahan, yeah, like the the amount of people who have left the system and are thriving. Uh, it's why would you stay? It's it baffles me. Like uh, obviously, part of it's money, but at the same time, well, it's just it like, was always security, wasn't it? And like that's not even there anymore now. Exactly. It's it's a weird time to be a WWE fan, but they, they're sort of like their sort of attitude towards it, which again is very arrogant. Is that they're not people aren't paying to see the stars; people are paying to see WWE. Yeah, it's if 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 nobody's, I think they they must have got really badly burned by Austin when he walked away. Mm. And the idea now is we will make nobody bigger than the brand so that no one can damage us if they leave. Well, even even like Cena, like going part time, like yeah. that ratings took a hit when Cena stopped wrestling regularly. Yeah, uh, just a, just, Hollywood just a quick note um, before we move on to the away from WWE uh, if anyone's wondering how this would impact maybe NXT UK for the uh, anyone who watches NXT UK check out the podcast we have a really good time reviewing it it's a really good show um, Melter again reported that basically the, the the contracts are so low in terms of pay that it's not even worth considering for budget cut reasons to, to scrap it 
it just doesn't cost them enough money to make it even, you know, worthwhile yeah. counselling. Um, one thing that did come up, so he alluded that maybe people are on about 22 grand a year, mm. which is a terribly small amount of money for the work they do. I know I know that they're probably not full-time contracts because uh, I know a lot of wrestlers are allowed to take other bookings. I know Damalone, like you said, Damalone yeah. has appeared in, in, in Liverpool. Uh, interestingly, someone apparently mentioned, and I've, I, I can't confirm this, but I have checked a few. Apparently, NXT UK um, contracts expressly forbid you from putting WWE Superstar on your social media bios. Really? Yeah, and if you look at all the top NXT UK talents, they all say NXT UK wrestler, but none of them say WWE Superstar. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, so it's weird. It's just it's, it's just fucking crazy, isn't it? Um, right, enough of, the, enough of the doom and gloom. Uh, let's move over to the land of milk and honey. Um, Tony Khan's happy factory, AEW. And we'll have a bit of AEW news. Do it. Do you want to lead us off, Jay? What do you want me to do? It's yours, isn't it, this one? All right, I'll take it. Uh, so apparently AEW have filed for a new trademark. On the 20th of July, they filed an application to the US Patent Office is that, um, to trademark yeah. the phrase King of Hearts for educational and entertainment services. Who's Brett managing them? Well, it's heart spelt as in the surname of the Hart family, isn't it? It's not H-E-A-R-T. Yeah. It's H-A-R-T-S. Um, so yeah, Brett's back, baby. He's going to debut yeah. a new belt, maybe. Maybe that's what he does. Just comes in, drops a new belt and fucks off. He's already got entrance music, hasn't he? Yeah, just bring back confused Jack Whitehall I, when we're there. Yeah, I, I, I can see Brett's probably going to be managing someone. Maybe it's a tournament. Maybe like, a, maybe like a King of the Ring style thing. Oh, that'd be cool. With like Brett cool. being like, you know, like yeah. the remember the Terry Runnels one where you got you won Terry Runnels in managerial services? Maybe like that, but the, the winning The tit, maybe that, maybe that, but you, um, you get managed by Brett Hart. Yeah. That'd be cool. Get get Bret Hart cutting some like nasty ass heel promos. Bitter old Bret. Um, yeah, that, whatever it is, it's a, it's an interesting one for sure. Yeah. Um, moving on. This is this was hot hot news this week. Hangman Adam Page gave an exclusive to friends of the podcast WrestleJoy, um, saying that he'd bought fifty six bottles of spray tan because he's gonna be tan as fuck. He didn't, he didn't um, say what for. He just, you know, it's just to be tan as fuck. Yeah. Well, he it was basically on a, like a cameo. He, he opened a cupboard and he literally had fifty six bottles of spray tan in there. <laughs> top, top lad. Um, moving on, uh, AEW have officially sold out the United Center in Chicago for, for AEW Rampage: The First Dance. Uh, this and noting this sold out in about four minutes. It sold out quick. It's a big venue as well. Yeah, eight, about eight, 16 to 18,000 seats when, when it's all said and done with the stage and everything in the backstage area. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is heavily rumoured to be the um, the venue for the CM Punk debut. I mean, there's obviously talk like America possibly going into a lockdown or bans on indoor attendance and venues. Um, they were probably planning this for All Out and then... Getting a little scared that maybe, maybe they might have, have, have to squeak this out before it all comes to talk crumbling down. Yeah, I, I think that seems to be the uh, seems to be the plan, doesn't it? I mean, all um, I can say is that they best have him. Oh god, if if it will be fucking rampage if you don't have him. <laughs> if, if they fucking shove Chris Hero up there, <laughs> just him walking out all, all awkwardly like, "Hi guys," and we're like, "Back you." They will tear him limb from limb. <laughs> the thing is, I, I think what would be cool is if they tease it enough in the show. Like, 
uh, like um, I can't remember who said this now. Someone said, M- "I've MJF come out yeah. to it like I've, I've cut the cult of personality." MG- MJF walks out and like the world just ends because <laughs> like, that would be like nuclear heat. Yeah, and then, and then either Punk can debut in GTSM or Punk shows up at the end, and everyone's like, "Oh fuck, here we go again." It's MJF. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's. I can't wait for the show now. I'm probably going to stay up and watch it live. Um, yeah, I know, it's, I, know it's, I know it's on like three in the morning, but I don't give a fuck. I am, I am off work um, and that day and I'm in the next day at two, so I'm going to stay up and watch it. Sweet. Um, moving on, Tony Khan has revealed that he will now be editing Dark and Dark Elevation personally after uh, Max Caster caught a very controversial uh, rap promo. Um, which Tony cited as being terrible. Oh, um, it was real bad. Um, it was bad. Uh, they they actually like took down Dark, or it was either Dark or Dark Elevation. They took it, was, it, down. it was it was full Dark. It was Tuesday night. Tuesday night Dark. Uh, they took it down, edited it out, and then reuploaded it. So there's no entrance for this match. Yeah. Um. And yeah, he, he said that like normally he's doing kind of like production stuff for Dynamite. That's why he doesn't get to to see Dark because someone actually called him out saying you, you, we know you've got to see a gorilla and he said he's said himself uh, well, actually I'm usually doing other stuff for Dynamite um, so but who now pro- who produces them like Daniels or Billy or well it's the, it was the editor not the producer wasn't it but yeah, well, who, who let Cash to go out and say that like who told him to go and do that oh I mean yeah who knows but I'm I'm guessing Cast has probably said oh yeah I've got this rap uh, I'll do this and not like gone into detail because they've thought, oh, it's it's only for the YouTube show. Um I mean he's been but, he's, he's been he's been cutting close to the uh, to the bone yeah, he, times, hasn't he? he? gets he gets a little bit close to the knuckle, doesn't he? Um a lot of the time. But th- this was like what he said wasn't acceptable. It's no. it's just that it, like it, it yeah. I'm, I'm glad I mean, to tell you kind I mean, of if, something about it. If you want to keep, because it's, 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 I mean, I appreciate it's difficult because mm. the whole point is his character has to be edgy and he has to be like a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. And admittedly, and he has to keep it as relevant as he can and like it has to get heat. I mean, if, if, you, need, if you need to keep him getting heat and he needs to be edgy, go back to, remember when they first debuted and they had this like little gimmick where like Castro would be about to say something horrible and then Bowens would cut him off and be like, no, 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 you can't say that. Yeah. Just go back to that. That was fine. Yeah, I, I I'd be interested to see uh, what whether he gets punished for it at all, or if they if like they're gonna kind of just say don't ever do that again, like leave it at that. I mean, I think the I mean again, I, and I'm not I'm not exonerating Caster of of any guilt here. You know, he, he shouldn't have said that absolutely, but I think the book stops with whoever's in production, whoever was on the desk, whoever was in Gorilla, who let him go out there and say that. Yeah, that's true. Remember Finley got remember when Finley got sacked for like letting something happen to the US flag. Because he was he was the production assistant for that match for that segment. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. you know, it's the book. The book should stop with the guys on the desk because mm-hmm. they're calling the shots. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Talent. The talent's just got to go out there and do what they're told. If he gets told, go out there and get his. He's got to go out there and get his. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I think it'll be. It certainly will be interesting to see if anything more comes of this. As as I said, Tony said. He's going to be personally editing it, which I mean, is insane that he's he's doing, doing that as well. That way. I mean, kudos yeah. to Tony for, for for responding quickly as well, and and you know, and taking action. Yeah, 
it's just, I mean, it, 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 again, it was it was a horrible like promo, and it should never have been heard or said even. But uh, it just seems like an unfortunate situation where like no one was, everyone was looking in different directions, and like why maybe some wires got crossed, and like yeah, I don't know. I'm not excusing it. It was it was awful, and like there deserves to be you know ramifications. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um. Well, back talking back to um to recently released talent. Um, it looks like AEW might be adding another new name to the roster. As um, Fightful have been told that plans for Ruby Soho, the former Ruby Riot, um, to be debuting in the company, uh, according to talent and industry insiders. As far as we know, uh, Ruby's no compete clause expires shortly before All Out. And since Ruby's been kept, we've been released, she's kept a very low profile. She's not taken any bookings, she's not taken any interviews, um, no appearances. And it all signs point to the fact that she will be the Joker in the women's battle royal. Uh, all out. Hero Mercedes. Well, Mercedes, all Mercedes won't be clear. That's actually the that thirty days, aren't you? So. Yeah, the thirty days is up the day of all out. Oh, is it? Oh shit! Okay. Um, Why not Mercedes. Both? Why, not always... both? Why not both? Why not both? That's what I mean. He could he could do with their uh, Ruby what he did with their uh, Spears when he debuted in it and like announce it ahead of time. So then when you're like, it's going to be the wild card. It's going to be the wild card. It's Mercedes would be quite cool. Yeah, know, either um, way, though, um, yeah, just just a little, little little extra for that. We've not learned that they've not learned of any creative plans in order for Ruby at this time. I've not confirmed this news with anyone from AW. Obviously, they won't comment because you know it's not official. She's not signed officially. Yeah. Um, talent that Fightful have spoken to across several companies have all given unanimously glowing reviews of Ruby Soho's work rate, attitude, and backstage demeanor. So she seems like a real positive influence to have and you know I really I mean we, we were saying on, on Discord I mean like that AEW needs to start throwing some money at the women's division and signing some names she's a big big one and this will be an excellent start yeah she's she's brilliant I love I love Ruby Soho she's just a very good wrestler yeah and um, by all accounts incredible like the, the, the outpouring of of sort of sadness and, and love and grin support when she got released shows how well thought of she is as a professional and as a person yeah um yeah, she's um very, very good at the wrestling. And she's good good baby face or a heel. So yeah, yeah very very, she, very good. She, she can do everything. Yeah, very good signing indeed. Um speaking of signings as well, according to Wrestling Observer Radio, Andrade wants his family to join him in AEW. This relates to Charlotte, Rick, Roosh, and Dragon Lee. And I assume um what's the name Bestia? Bell Ring as well, or whatever the fuck he's called. Um, who's Russian, uh, Dragon Lee's dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this, yeah this, is, this, is, this is interesting. So this obviously ties in with um, the Ric Flair news from earlier. Um, obviously, a lot of speculation about where Rick's going to go next. AEW seems like a, a fairly natural fit for him they, with the way they use older talent very well. Yeah, especially because they could like really ham up the fact that, oh yeah, Rick's Andrade's father-in-law. Um, I think one of the best things they've done is putting Chavo with Andrade. Yeah. Um, as like a mouthpiece, because it's not that he can't cut a promo. He's a, he's a fine talker. But I like I like the fact that Andrade's like so like got so much business that he has someone talk for him. Yeah. Like you, like, you, you only hear his voice when you when you need to. It's important. It's like a big deal. Yeah. 
it, it's kind of it's kind of similar sort of dynamic to like Roman and Heyman, where like Heyman will do all the talking, and then Roman, when he needs to make his point, will make his point. Yeah. Um, and I just want BTE segments with Ric Flair and the Wingman so badly. Ric Flair and the Wingman. I mean, it'd be better than whatever the fuck it is Ryan Nemitz doing at the moment. <laughs> cream, it. Just all cream. Bastard. <laughs> Sweet. Um, I mean, obviously the the, 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 stick, the the sticky one there, the, the hard one to, to pull off there would be Charlotte, you'd imagine. Um, obviously, she's still very highly regarded in WWE. She is. Also, though, she has... Um, she did last year, I think it was, Heron and Gerard, they both... Um, both trademarked names for use outside of WWE. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, then, was, and then obviously Andrade got released. So, well, he yeah, requested well, his release, didn't he? So. But, yeah, but like Andrade was like literally trademarked Andrade El Idolo, which is yeah. what he's used now. She trademarked their, their real name, Ashley Flair. Um, and I think she literally was like queen of wrestling or something like that. Yeah. So, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And if you want to bring Roosh and Dragon Lee with you, then I'm not going to complain. Yeah, if you want to have Roosh, just drop kick people's souls out the body. Are they um, Roosh and Dragon Lee? Are they Iquinales guys? Uh, yes, uh, Roosh. Uh, Roosh was like the, the leader of Losingo Bernabes. Um, so yeah, more Dragon just Lee. all of all of that, please. Yeah, Dra- Dragon Lee, him and Phoenix just. I don't need that much. They just put Andrade, Roosh, Dragon Lee, Pack, Penther, and Phoenix in like a bubble and have them fight literally forever. Yeah. Also, um, Roosh's Ring of Honor contract expired a little while ago and he was working mm-hmm. that a deal. So okay. it's feasible that he could, and he's dropped the title now as well to Bandido. Yeah. So it's feasible that he could, uh, he could rock up. I hope, uh, I hope Kenny comes with his business boots on when he goes to Triple Minion next week. Yeah, well, um, I don't think Roosh is affiliated with Triple A, so. Just sign, just sign everyone. It's fine. Just all the Lucha does, mate. All of them. Get Elevator yeah. Kid back in. Get fucking yeah. El Vikingo in. Everyone, just bring him on in. I mean, he's not going alone. He's going to have some AW guys with him. Yeah. Lucha Brothers, Andrade, Brian Cage. Yeah, so there's, there's going to be a big AW presence there, which is great. Um Speaking of, I know we were somewhere where there's not going to be a big AW presence, apparently. So, again, this is also according to Wrestling Observer Radio. Apparently, John Moxley, um, in a recent interview, claims that he has not spoken to anybody from Qatar Pro Wrestling regarding appearing at their upcoming SummerSlam 3 event. Sorry, Super Slam 3, SummerFest. Um, yeah. And has no plans to travel to the Middle East anytime soon. This is despite the fact that he is apparently advertised for the event. Yeah, so that event, uh, Braun Strowman's advertised for it, Mark Henry, uh, Sting, Tanahashi. Um, on like the Nation of Domination advertised? Yeah, Nation of Domination reunion on there. Um, also, fun fact about this, um, Aaron told me that Qatar Pro Wrestling's Super Slam 2 is the only show he's ever had to get a refund for on Fight TV. And you know some of the shit that Aaron orders on Fight TV. yes. For him to want to, so, for him, for him not for him, to do with it, then for him to get a refund is bad. Um, so yeah, well, uh, that's gonna be an interesting one to follow. This is this is like the Middle Eastern version of five star wrestling, this isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> oh, fuck me, I forgot about five star wrestling. 
To be fair, mate, so did five star wrestling. What about five star wrestling? Oh, God. It's just bad. Five star wrestling. Fuck me. Dreadful. Dreadful behavior. We did get a Zach Gibson, Rob Van Damme feud, though, five star wrestling. I mean, that's mad in a way, innit? You know, think someone. That's wild. Someone from fucking McGull feuding with Rob Van Damme. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but wasn't Zach Gibson gimmick like the fucking basically what Jordan Devlin ended up doing in OTT, like the import killer? Yeah. Fucking excellent. Excellent um, stuff. So, yeah, keep an eye out for Super Stomp 3, which may or may not just catastrophically implode before our very eyes. Yeah. Speaking of um, of killing, Malachi Black appeared on Chris Jericho's Talk of Jericho podcast this week. I still haven't listened to this. I need to. It's actually, I need to. I, I, yeah, just, it's, it's only an hour. I still, I still haven't listened to the one Brody did. I, oh, that's, I that's, that's a hard listen now, to be fair. I imagine it would be. Um, I still haven't listened yeah. to the, um, I still haven't listened to the Brody AW Unrestricted podcast. Which was like two days before he went into hospital. Wasn't it? Yeah, I've listened to Amanda's one. That was, that was heartbreaking. Um, yeah. I've, I've not had the, I've not had the, the strength to do Brody's yet, weirdly. Yeah. It's sad. Um, it, it, feels yeah, like, revealed... it, it feels like if I, if I don't listen to it, there's like a little bit of him left that, that I haven't seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as long as I keep that there, it's still it's still like, it's not all over. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, so yeah, Malachi um, revealed that he grew up watching WCW in New Japan. Um, and he's named Kenny Omega, John Moxley, Christopher Daniels, Jungle Boy and... Powerhouse Hobbs as talent he specifically wants to work with. He also mentioned wanting to work with Sonny Kiss badly. Um, that's just, that, 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 sorry, that's just, it's just to clarify, that's, he wants badly to work with Sonny Kiss. He doesn't want to do bad work with Sonny Kiss. Yeah, but he'll probably do bad things to Sonny Kiss. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, but he, 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 mentioned, he mentioned Sonny Kiss specifically as being someone that he was really quite infused about doing something with. Yeah, he got, he got, Sonny Kiss is so underused. Yeah, and very, very highly respected. Um, he also mm. jokingly mentioned, of course, he also wants to work with Jericho. Yeah, I mean, that'd be awesome. That'd be good. The, the thing is, you hit Jericho, hit, just hit Black Mask Jericho so hard, it's fucking pain. Make a fame, face paint flies off his face. I'd love um, if, like, in that match, as Jericho's going for the Judas effect, he just Black Masters him in the back of the head. <laughs> It's just been so good. Look awesome. It hits him so um, hard. He wakes up with a fucking light up jacket on. Kicks him so so hard. The fucking count down to the millennium's happening. Um, <laughs> Reset the clock. Uh, I, if if you want more um, Malachi Black kicking people so hard references, join our Discord because we we get a lot of them in there. It's literally all we talked about for the last like eight days. <laughs> my 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 conspiracy theory. The. F- that uh, Nightmare Family Fuego is literally like a variant of actual Fuego <laughs> and that uh, Malachi Black ruptured the Fuego verse with that kick. Um, <laughs> Cracking the space time continuum. Uh, yeah. But yeah. That was this... a different, fu- different Fuego who was kissing Andrade's boots on Dynamite this week. This is awesome. This is um, obviously Black. It's, it's, he's obviously, he's just established himself as like a top tier guy straight off the bat in AW. You, you got a feeling he's yeah. going to kind of have carte blanche to do what he wants with his, with his character. Yeah, and also um, a lot of these guys. Well, I, I say a lot. All of these guys are people. I'm pretty sure he's never worked with. Yeah, and um, that's in itself very cool. Interesting. This is this is another. So this is now 
a lot of people when they talk about AW, they talk about Hobbs as a guy they really want to work with. Hobbs is awesome, though. Isn't he? I mean, Hobbs is awesome. Um, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Hobbs, by the way. His, uh, his, his mother passed away last week, and so he's been dealing with some issues there. That's why he was absent from, from Dynamite, I think. Um, we obviously yeah. lot, all, all the love in the world to him because he's he's yeah. great. He's just brilliant. He's very, very awesome. Love Powerhouse Hobbs, especially because he's friends with my boy Ricky Starks. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, it's going to be great to see Malachi Black just spread his wings and kick a lot of people in the face. Yeah, and then losing a squash match to Ricky Starks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, should we get to the rest of the world? So yeah, a little bit of sad news coming up first. Um, beautiful Bobby Eaton passed away this week, age 62. Obviously, he was most notably one half of the next dress and heavily regarded in the industry as one of the finest tag team wrestlers of all time. Oh, his leg drop off the top rope was fucking flawless. Uh, like, I don't know if it's still so up. Good. I don't know if it's still up, but like after his news was passing, broke. Um, Dax Harwood put up one of his private videos up uh, from his private collection of a, of a Bobby Eaton match that was really really cool. So I don't know if, he's, if he, cool. I don't know. I don't know if he still got that one browsed, but it was it's well if it's still there, it's well checking out. He, he speaks very very. When someone like Dax Harwood speaks very highly of you, you know he was a he was a legend this time. Yeah. Um... FTR are big, big, big fans of uh, the Midnight Express anyway, aren't they? they yeah. You can see that in the work. Um, they talk a lot about uh, Bobby Eaton and um, Dennis Connery and their work as the Midnight Express. Uh, also, one thing that Bobby Eaton did, which I grew up on, which personally I thought was fucking excellent, was um, when he was tagging with William Regal, or sorry, Lord Stephen Regal in WCW, and he became Robert e- Sir Robert Eaton. And uh, William Regal was trying to get Bobby Eaton to be a refined gentleman. It was just really entertaining. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a top guy, you like pioneer, one of the, a real pioneer of, uh, of tag team wrestling. And sixty-two man, it's fucking no age. No age, is it? It's yeah, real sad. Sadly missed. Yeah, rest in peace, uh, Bobby Eaton. Um, moving on, um, one of my favorite promotions ever, PWG. Uh, returned to the wrestling world last weekend um, with Mystery Vortex 7. Now, are you familiar with the concept of Mystery Vortex, Vortex Big Tasty? It's just one like they basically don't announce anything. They don't announce a single fucking thing. You only find out who's wrestling when they make their entrances. And yeah. there was a lot of big, big surprises on this show. Um, obviously, the, the big downer is um, you can't watch it yet because of a legal loophole that Super Dragon likes to use to be able to get all this talent on his shows is that he can't like broadcast it live, so he's got to wait till he can put it on a DVD and sell it. Yeah, he's, um, he's probably just frantically burning DVDs in his back room as we speak. I mean, everything from that I've read from like people who were in attendance at the show has said that it was worth, well worth the fucking price of admission and worth a DVD. I, I subscribe to their streaming service on High Spots Network. Um, and there's a lot of great shows on there. So where it becomes so, available, you, you will have access to it, is what you're telling us. Yeah, we'll do a watch along. Um, so yeah, the matches itself anyway, I'll just run down the results now for everyone. Um, if you if you don't want to um if you don't want to learn about this, uh fast forward probably I'd say two minutes. And I'm gonna try and be as quick as possible. Uh so Tony Deppen, friend of the podcast, defeated Jack Cartwheel. Um Big Bad Brody King defeated J.D. Drake. Oh, bet that's slap. Oh, yeah. Also, a Ring of Honor guy against an AEW guy. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
Flamita defeated Aries um, or a race. I can't remember what you say. Uh, Jonathan Gresham defeated Lee Moriarty, which apparently was like a technical masterpiece. Yeah, people say match the night for that one. Um, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking out of all the matches on this card, I'm looking forward to that the most. Um, Aramis and Ray Horus defeated Trey Miguel and Myron Reed. Um, I, I'm also, I forgot to say, PWG's tag champions are MSK. Yeah. So they need to, they need to crown some new ones. So we might get a few cool little forbidden door openings. Uh, speaking of opening a forbidden door, Orange Cassidy defeated the Evil Uno, friend of the podcast. Um, and in the main event, Bandido defended his PWG World Heavyweight Championship against Black Taurus. Uh, after the match, Flamita and Black Taurus jumped Bandido and uh, Super Dragon came out and attacked Bandido. Brody King came out and made a save. The lights went out again and Malachi Black shown up and cleared the ring. Afterwards, he hugged Brody because um, they are not the same person despite looking very alike. Um, and Bandido would go on to challenge Super Dragon to a match at three men to six on September the 26th. Malachi Black also said he will be back on the September 26th show. So a lot um, going on here. So Super Dragon coming back was a huge deal, obviously. Super Dragon hasn't appeared in PWG for about five or six years, I think. So that was a that, that was a massive shock. And then obviously Malachi yeah. Black coming in was another massive shock. Yeah, last time Super Dragon showing up in PWG, murdered Adam Cole with a, with a curve stomp. Um, and yeah, Malachi Black and Super Dragon are going to fucking do actual murders on each other. Um, it'll be so good. Uh, yeah. And I de- it, I, so there's, there's a definite thing here between Malachi and Brody as well, because they've got a t shirt out together now, um, for Black, yeah. uh, Black Mass clothing label that Malachi Black sort of works with. And they've done a Brody Malachi t shirt, which looks really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, there's. I don't know what this match is going to be, whether it's going to be Bandido versus Super Dragon or whether whether it's going to be Bandido, Brody and Malachi versus Super Dragon, Flamita and Black Taurus. Um, but they, they kind of teased that like Black Taurus and Flamita were like joining the faction with Super Dragon. I mean, maybe they'll um, just do Malachi and Brody versus Flamita and Taurus and then do um, Bandito versus Super Dragon for the title. Yeah. I, I want I want Black versus Super Dragon so bad. <laughs> we'll I, get, I, we'll, I think they'll definitely get there. Yeah, I, I just I just want him to no sell a psycho driver off Super Dragon. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, right. So moving on, um, out of the spoiler zone. Fightful has learned that Game Changer Wrestling, with GC Dub, is set for a New York City return on September the twenty third. Right, they're working on to find more information on the venue and planned card for the show, but uh, they're told that it's a themed show that has been hinted at recently. I mean, you've got to think that. Uh, Matt Cardona, the Deathmatch King, is going to be on that show. Yeah, is this like the day or the day after um, Grand Slam as well? Um, pass. I'm not 100 percent sure. It's not yet. I will hang on. Just vamp while I. Uh... Um. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that they planned for a while that they've been teasing for fucking ages is John Moxley versus Nick Gage. So Sorry, maybe so that's what we're. Gonna... It is the day after Grand Slam. Grand Slam is the 22nd. Okay, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they've been heavily teasing Moxley and Gage at some point, haven't they? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised that that's what this show is going to be. Uh, How Gage show up at Grand Slam? Um, if it's the fuck, fuck if it's with the Moxley day after Grand. The... Yeah, it's the day after Grand Slam as well. 
then it makes sense. Wait, yeah. so is that is that a um, is that a Thursday? I will tell you now. It is on a Wednesday. Isn't it? it is a Thursday. Yeah, Thursday night. What a strange night to do a GCW show. Yeah, it's well going to be. They wouldn't move it but, off a weekend for, for for no reason. Like that's got to be some AEW. You're literally running in you're running in the same not. city as AEW's biggest show of the one of the biggest shows of the year the day before. Like, there's no way that's not in any way related to AEW's capacity. Got to be Gage and Mox. Yeah, you only you only do that so you get Moxley. Yeah. Um, Oof, Aaron's gonna cream his kex when he finds out about that. Aaron's gonna be a fucking mess of a human being when he finds out about that. Um. Speaking of uh, John Moxley, uh, he's gonna be, he could be a busy boy. Back off here. He could be a fucking very busy boy. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi has revealed that he'll be debuting on New Japan Strong. Um, he, he is he's a uh, one of the commentators on the Japanese side of things. Oh, him and cool. uh, him and Katsuyoru Shibata. Um, he's also set to face Lance Archer for the US title at uh, New Japan Resurgence, um, which has also got. Um, on the card, Tomohiro Ishii versus Moose in like the mother of all hoss fights. I don't even um, know what's going to happen in that match. <laughs> I know it's going to be so good. Um, and as well as that, we've got uh, the Good Brothers versus John Moxley on a mystery tag team partner, which is heavily rumored to be Sammy Callahan. Yeah. Um, uh, is this happening in the US? It is happening in the US. So you're telling me Ishii's coming to. America. It, Ishii's going to also be wrestling on Strong for a bit as well. And because they do, they do the Strong keepings like NXT UK in like a block of like didn't a like, so. Didn't he like also like call out Moxley? Or they, there's been rumors that he's going to fight Moxley as well while he's over. He's he's fought Moxley in a, the G1 already. Yeah, but I want it again, please. <laughs> yeah, true that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I won SG versus Lance Archer myself. That'd be fucking awesome. I mean, what if it's Swerve? What if Moxie actually fights issue all out? Or if she, well, the, I was going to say, he, it's heavily, heavily rumored that Mox is going to be facing Tanahashi at all out. He did call him out on AW the other week, didn't he? He, uh, said, it, he, he said it was never going to happen, which means it definitely is. Yeah. Uh, also, apparently, because Moxie didn't have a match for all out, he pitched to Tony Khan um, a match with a marquee New Japan star and that there's only really Tanahashi and Okada, isn't it? Yeah. Who's like a marquee. This is it's cool that New Japan had like allow them allow AEW to do that match though on their TV show. Yeah. Or on their pay-per-view show, I should say. Um but yeah I suppose I suppose the fact that um AEW allowing New Japan to use Mox in America when his contracts meant to be that he can't do shit like that. Uh, before we <clears throat> before we go to the last piece of news, I just want to add one thing in. I, th- I think uh, before you, I think we talked about it internally, but it's I think it, it was announced properly this week. Um so on Dynamite <clears throat> this week, this is kind of AW but kind of rest of the world. On Dynamite this week, uh Layla Hirsch beat the bunny in a number one contenders match for the NWA Women's Championship. Yes. Uh she will be she is number one contender to Empower. Yes, it is officially been booked for Empower. She will be taking on Camille and about a five, a three foot two height differential. Yeah, Camille's like eight foot. They um, literally had a stare off on Dynamite, and like Layla Hirsch's like top of her head came to like the middle of Camille's chest. Yeah. Uh, also, um, I got announced this week that Diana Perazzo is going to be facing Molina, which that's going to be boss. Yeah, that's a little dream match. Mickey James made um, it happen. Yeah. 
Mickey James is going to put a fucking awesome card together there. Um, yeah. She hasn't revealed who her opponent is, but it's sounding like it's going to be Chelsea Green. Oh, fair. Chelsea, Chelsea Green's been announced to be on the card, just not. Uh, not going to match. Not going to match, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's that forbidden door, man. It's off the fucking hinges. It's, it's, been, um, it's been taken off its hinges and leaning into the wall at this point. It's just a door for him. Yeah, and speaking of the forbidden door, I'll let you uh, go into this last one because it's a bit of impact news. Oof, yeah, Josh Alexander, the current Impact Exhibition Champion, has issued an open challenge to anybody from AEW for Bound for Glory on October 21st. Who do you reckon is going to be? Well, is it, who do I reckon or who do I want? Well, but uh, answer both. I mean, I think it's kind of the same. I mean, I want Jungle Boy. Oh, that, that, that'd be a banger. Do you think I, it's going to be Jungle Boy? I could be Jungle Boy. I, I, I would happily have Jungle Boy. I'd have Starks. I'd have... Oh, that'd be banging. Um, I, I, w- I want it to be Ethan Page. Oh, that, I mean, that could. I mean, that, would, that would make storyline sense, wouldn't it? Because like, they, yeah. had, they had a big feud to break up. Um, I think it's going to be Sammy Guevara. Well, he was meant to crossover, wasn't he? And then it never happened. Whether or not there's yeah. still heat there, I don't know whether they'll let him come in. Um, I, I think I think it's... Um, I think they've kind of cl- seemed to clear it all up from what I've heard. Sweet. I mean, whoever it is, it's going to be a banger because Josh Alexander's really good. I, I, I still think Josh Alexander's the guy who takes the belt back off Kenny. Eventually. Not, not just what, Option C. Option C, mate, yeah. Good option C, yeah. Um... Yeah, I I, st- I think it's going to be Moose myself to take the belt off Kenny. But yeah, I, Bound for Glory, I'm very excited for. As soon as they as soon as they did like that announcement where it was like the New Japan logo, the AW and the AAA logos, it was like, oh, they ain't fucking around. Are we are we really going to get Kenny Omega versus Jay White in Impact? Um, it's I mean it's it's certainly pointing that way. Wow, what a fucking trip that is! I'm just thinking about it, it makes my head hurt. Yeah, it's certainly pointing that way. In front of about getting. 200 people in a live crowd. In Nashville. In oh, no, Nashville. it's not in Nashville, is it? It's in... Um... Oh, fuck, I can't remember where it is. It's somewhere oh, quite big. I'll tell you now. I want to say it's Vegas. John Moxley confirmed. Hmm? John Moxley confirmed. Oh, if it's in Vegas? Yeah. Oh, what if we get Mox versus Jay White? Kicking down the window. Um... There's also been oh, they a lot of They have announced it. I'm pretty yeah, last, sure it's yeah, in Vegas. Las Vegas, yeah. It is. You're right. Sick. That'll be good. Yeah, That'll be gonna, a very good show. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bang. Yeah. Right. And with that, it's been a very, very bumper episode of the news. It's been a hefty news week. Hopefully the wrestling world can just have a bit of a breather now for like a week or two. We had, we had a big news week, so we had to bring in Big Tasty for it. Um, That's it. Bring in the big guns. Yeah, Troy. Uh, Troy's looked out of not doing that one. <laughs> He'd be looking at his watch anxiously the whole time. Um, yeah, thank you for persevering with us as we broke down all the all the contract disputes. I mean, I, I'm double double check now. Make sure Adam Cole's not signed a contract or yeah, I'll just have a cursory glance at Twitter to make sure nothing's nothing absolutely breaking has happened. Um, no, no, we're good. We're good. Let's leave it at that. 
Uh, right. Thank you very much for joining us. If you want to stay in touch with all the news, join our Discord server. Uh, I believe it's Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, also on Twitter, Untitled Rest Pod, or Facebook, Untitled Wrestling Podcast. If you want to give us any of those hot, hot scoops or just see whatever news or podcast we're putting out. Uh, thank you for persevering with us in this very meaty news video. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities.